Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and every Sunday is Psalm Sunday. I'll be reading one or two psalms and explaining how they point to Jesus Christ and the good news of his true salvation and or Bible prophecy. I'll also show you how to pray the psalms. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. As you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. Psalm 39. Life is short. Is our obsession with success futile? Today's title has two truths. First, life is short. Second, we are obsessed with success. It's part of our culture. What's more, we keep asking, what's it all for? What's the point to all our busyness? We try to uncover the meaning of life. King David grappled with this in our next Psalm. Let's dig in, Psalm 39. And the introduction to this Psalm reads, for Jeduthun, the choir director, a Psalm of David. I said to myself, I will watch what I do and not sin in what I say. I will hold my tongue when the ungodly are around me. But as I stood there in silence, not even speaking of good things, the turmoil within me grew worse. The more I thought about it, the hotter I got, igniting a fire of words. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. Interlude or sailor, pause and reflect on that. Continuing verse six, we are merely moving shadows and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth, not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. Rescue me from my rebellion. Do not let fools mock me. I am silent before you. I won't say a word, for my punishment is from you. But please stop striking me. I'm exhausted by the blows from your hand. When you discipline us for our sins, you consume like a moth what is precious to us. Each of us is but a breath. Again, interlude, Thela, pause and think about what you just heard. Verse 12, hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cries for help. Don't ignore my tears for I am your guest, a traveler passing through as my ancestors were before me. Leave me alone so I can smile again before I am gone and exist no more. Psalm 39. So here are some points to ponder. So Jeduthun was a Levite in charge of temple worship. His name actually means praise. The key to righteous Christian living is to watch what you do and hold your tongue to avoid sinning. It's best to keep quiet than to stir up trouble. That's great advice for today's social media world where we are tempted to voice our opinions no matter who we hurt. Obviously, the old adage goes, 
If you don't have anything positive or constructive to say, keep your opinions to yourself or shut up. The problem with keeping your mouth shut or your opinions to yourself is that they get bottled up and the pressure builds up. Eventually, like a volcano, there's an eruption. We all need to vent our frustrations. Undoubtedly, the Psalms teach us that we can blow off steam by simple prayer. God is always ready to listen 24-7. Next, David reflects on the brevity of life. Notice the word interlude, like I mentioned, or in other translations, it's Selah. So this means to stop and ponder what you've just read. Billy Graham uh, once said, the greatest surprise in my life has been its brevity. He happened to live to, to be 99 years old. The futility of life. Interestingly enough, it was David's son, Solomon, who penned the book of Ecclesiastes. He must have read Psalm 39 to get his perspective. In this book, Solomon states that it's all meaningless. Ecclesiastes 4.4 reads, then I observed that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. But this too is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Most people waste away their time on earth on stuff that really doesn't matter. You get up, go to work, make money to feed yourself so you can go back to work, make more money, throw in a vacation or two, and that's life. Every person rushes around for nothing, heaping up wealth, not knowing who will spend it. Then David asks the question, where do I put my hope? Subsequently, he answers his own question, saying, my hope is in you. Jesus, in God, that's where our hope is. God sometimes has to smack us upside the head to get our attention. Consequently, when we rebel, God has to rescue us. Most of the time, he has to save us from ourselves. At least that was the case in my life. If you're not familiar with uh, my story, my testimony, my bio, you can click on over to my blog and my video is on the, uh, um, on the right-hand side. Um, if you're looking on desktop, on mobile, you have to scroll down to it. Um, or you can visit my YouTube channel and, um, and check out my testimony there. Um, going on. <clears throat> In the end, David cries out to God, don't ignore me. He then acknowledges that he was just a traveler passing through. That's what we are, sojourners, just minding our time on earth until Jesus comes back to get his born-again believers. Therefore, we must always remember that this world is not our home. We are citizens of heaven. Now, the last verse is a little puzzling. Leave me alone so I can smile again before I am gone and exist no more. Hmm. So I looked up different Bible versions. And the New King James Version says, remove your gaze from me that I may regain strength before I go away and am no more. Now the King James Version says, oh, spare me that I may recover strength before I go hence and be no more. So is David saying to God to leave him alone so he can regain his strength before he dies? Well, the folks at Spoken Gospel, um, as always, have a great explanation. And, uh, and, I, and I quote, As it stands, David feels alienated and estranged from God. 
God's disciplinary attention is too much for him, and his final prayer asks God to turn his face away before he dies. So where is the gospel? The smoking gospel explains this. In David's mind, the experience of meaninglessness in our efforts and the shortness of our lives is God's rebuke of our sin. If you've ever thought, what's the point of all this? You know that what David experienced. We all have moments when we feel our efforts don't matter and our life has been wasted. In those moments, we're experiencing the consequences of a life without God. This psalm invites us to break our silence and call out to God to save us. And when we call out to God to save us from meaninglessness and our approaching death, Jesus answers by going to battle against both. On the cross, Jesus was overwhelmed by futility and death. What's more meaningless than the moment than the innocent God of life dying for our sins, for, for the sins of guilty people? The answer is nothing. Nothing is more meaningless than that. The Apostle Paul says that if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, we're the most pitiful people on the planet. But Jesus did rise, and when he rose from death, and the meaninglessness of his tomb, he was just the first. Everyone who believes in Jesus now lives forever, confident that none of their efforts are wasted, but are eternally meaningful. Everyone who trusts in Jesus' resurrection can be comforted because their lives will not be short but last forever. How to pray Psalm 39. Well, before I get into this, I want to add, I want to add something that happened to me this morning in church. You know, I've been doing this podcast um, for, well, we're, we're now in the fourth year. I started out doing it every single day. Now I just do it on Saturdays and Sundays. And I post it online. I share it on Facebook. I share it on Twitter. I share it on Instagram. I, yeah, um, you know, and I diligently, faithfully put this out to help spread the good news all over the world, to do what Jesus told us to do. And sometimes I think, I wonder who's seeing this? Is anybody reading it? Yes, I'm getting people visiting my website and I see how many page views I got and I see the analytics and how many people heard my blog and, you know, and, and, and visited my site and, and whatever. Um, and saw my posts online and that kind of thing. But was, is it all meaningless? Am I doing, what am I doing this for? I never really voiced it to God, but this morning somebody voiced it to me. So right, right after a praise song, um, a friend of mine comes up to me and hugs me. And, and I hadn't seen her in church since last October. And she, and she says, and she says to me, it goes, I'm here to stay. And I was like, Wow. And it's like, what you post online has helped me. And I just hugged her and I just took it all in and saying like, wow, what an affirmation. And it's all glory to God because he was the one that told me to do this. He was the one that told me to be the voice crying in the wilderness, to prepare the way of the Lord, you know, um, uh, to, you know, to help spread the good news, to be the sower of the word. So that's, so I'm just doing what he told us to do, but I'm, you know, um, I'm so, I'm so glad that it's not meaningless. 
you know, so, um, so as we pray the Psalms, um, and the best way to pray the Psalms is to take a journal or a piece of paper and write it in your own words like this. So this is, this is mine on, on this one. Almighty God, I don't want to sin by what I post online. Please give me the self-control that I need and the discernment to not speak what's bad, but only to speak what is good and give you the glory. Help me to unleash my thoughts and vent my frustrations to you, Lord. I know you watch over me. I cannot hide from your gaze. Hear my prayer and my cries for help. I know that our lives here on earth are brief. At any moment, you can return for us or call me home. I am ready. Thank you for giving me eternal life. Through my life here in this world, though my life here in this world is short, eternity awaits me with you. Thank you for your shalom. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So, are you ready? Life is brief. Might end tomorrow. You might meet Jesus tomorrow. So how are you going to meet him? In the judgment? Or is he going to greet you um, and, and say, welcome home? If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit, feel his shalom, a peace that surpasses all understanding and get a one-way non-stop ticket to heaven after you die or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which can happen at any moment. What you have to do is believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins, that is stop sinning. Do a complete 180 degree turn in your life. Surrender your life to him. When you ask Jesus to forgive you, he will. All your sins will be wiped clean, past, present, and future. And all means all. Be baptized by water baptism. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace, joy, peace, and the confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on open my blog and click where it says, How to Know Jesus. In the bottom of today's blog, I put a new worship song in there, at least new to me called King of Kings. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful praise song. And that's what we need to do. We need to praise God all the time. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. If you're just starting to read the Bible and prefer to hold a book in your hands rather than use an app, it's a good idea to get a study Bible. But which version or translation is best? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and the thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the New International Version, and that was great for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New Living Translation. I'm an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen two study Bibles that would be great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth 
that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.